What are we going to expect out of this game this weekend? What should we be watching? What should we be looking for for the Bears and Vikings game? Well, we know Justin Fields won't be playing. So is it even worth watching? Here's why I say it is. And no, it's not just because we have a stream for it. I mean, you could tune in, but I think the truth is there are going to be a lot of players who are on these one- or two-year deals who are going to be playing kind of for their jobs on Sunday. Okay, she just missed it today. EQ St. Brown got signed to a one-year, $1.25 million contract extension. So EQ St. Brown, the wrong St. Brown, will be with this Bears team at least for another year. The article that I read was a pop piece saying, hey, you got a career record 300-plus receiving yards. He's a great pass blocker. He's dropped a number of catches, too, including that potential game-winner earlier this season from Justin Fields. So there are a lot of players like St. Brown who are going to kind of be playing for jobs. Nicholas Morrow, right? Linebacker, could be playing for his job. Other players on this team. Other chances, too, for younger guys to show out and show what they're made of for next year. It's the last game of the season. I would expect and hope for a better effort than last week. I would expect and hope for a closer game, somewhat. But we all know that Nathan Peterman is going to be starting. Will Nathan Peterman pull off something big? Now, the Vikings are going to be playing for something, as we know. If they win, they do get to that near number two seed. I think they need to win in a loss to get to the number two spot. Vikings are playing their starters. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, who's been killing it, by the way. Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen. Everybody's going to be on the field for them on Sunday. All hands on deck. It's going to be an important game for them. They want to be at that number two seed. They need a win and a 49ers loss to get there. I think San Francisco's the real deal, but the Vikings need to do something, and a win against the Bears could help them in regards to that playoff seeding race. If you remember, only the top seed gets that first round by now due to the new playoff expansion. So the Vikings want that number two seed so they could face the worst team, one of the worst teams at least, in the playoff seeding and get a chance to have their chances better as far as advancing in the playoffs goes. I think the Vikings are going to win. I think it's going to be a relatively quick and easy win for them. But again, it comes down to what are the Bears going to do and what could we see from other players on this team. Another big question mark is the running back position. I don't know if Sunday is going to prove us anything, but remember, David Montgomery's contract is up at the end of the year. What will the Bears do with that? What could we glean on from Sunday to say whether or not the Bears should keep Monty or not. I think Khalil Herbert is a far superior running back, keyword running, but he's not there at pass catching, and he's not there at pass blocking. So the question becomes, what will Ryan Poles do there? Is he willing to pay David Montgomery a decent salary and still retain Herbert? Is he willing to cut Montgomery, let him go, keep Herbert, and not sign anybody else, or is he willing to sign somebody else, keep Herbert, and have a new two-headed monster? That's a tough question, and I think it all depends on price. I wouldn't pay Montgomery more than $10 million per year, and that's even pushing it. But if you want Montgomery for a two- or three-year deal at $10 million per year, I wouldn't scoff at it. But you know what you're going to get out of David Montgomery. This is not a slight to him. This is the truth. David Montgomery's a barely 1,000-yard rushing running back. When he's healthy, he can run for four yards per carry easily. Catch the football, he can block well. He's a pretty good two-dimensional running back, but his running could be a little bit better. He's not as quick. He's more of a 
patient runner. They used to use that to describe Le'Veon Bell, right? Le'Veon Bell at one point was the best running back in the NFL. More of a patient runner. Wasn't just quick, lightning fast. He ran through his line, used his line, gained a lot of yards, and for a minute there had a great career until he signed with New York. That's kind of David Montgomery, in a sense. Kind of like Jordan Howard, too. Jordan Howard, I think, was a great running back, but really couldn't catch the football. Montgomery could catch, he could block, and his running, I'd say, is about a C plus, B minus. But the other stuff are A's, and that brings value to David Montgomery. Clear Herbert, I think, is an A when it comes to running, purely, and quickness and tenacity, but he's probably a C, if not even a D, especially when it comes to pass blocking. He is a horrible blocker. The Bears also have Tristan Ebner. They have uh, Darrington Evans, but you don't know if either of those two guys are going to step up and be real options for you come next year. Ebner, when he got the chance to run this year, did not do much. He averaged just around two yards per carry. Evans did okay, but he's not a number one guy or even a number two guy. He's always going to be a number three, going to be near the back of your bench or on your practice squad. So the Bears have a decision to make there. What about other receivers, too? Dante Pettis, who does not have a new contract yet. Bettis Jones, after one year, what do you make of him? And this is where your favoritism kind of comes in, right? Ryan Poles drafted Bayless Jones, third round, first wide receiver, first offensive player Ryan Poles drafted. He's not going to give up on Bayless Jones that easily. I think the Bears should have already cut him. He's a third-round wide receiver, can't even catch the football, can't even hold on to the ball. Bayless Jones should have been cut a while ago, but yet the Bears still have him. He has some speed. He had a nice kick return last weekend. What are the Bears going to do with him? And what's his role going to be next year? And is next year his last chance? Dante Pettis has returned punts decently, but he's dropped a lot of footballs. Bennis has dropped footballs. He's fumbled footballs. Nobody on this team is safe, and I think that's the key when it comes to the Bears moving forward. So this last game's kind of like the fourth back in the day, or now the second preseason game. This is going to determine a lot. A lot of guys are going to be playing out for their jobs. It's like that last preseason game. When the last couple of guys are still there, and the coaches are making their final cuts, and somebody shows out. And they just make the team. I don't know if anybody remembers, maybe back in 2012, 2013, a guy by the name of Britton Golden. Putt returner, kick returner for the Bears, and I think in preseason, he took one all the way for a touchdown. I thought, man, the Bears are going to take him. He was showing out. It was exciting. Last game of the preseason, they still cut him. He ended up latching out with the Arizona Cardinals for a bit. But that's kind of how I envision Sunday. I envision somebody potentially like a Dante Pettis, Maybe even a Bellis Jones or Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, EQ St. Brown, even though he got the contract, Simba Webster, Nikhil Harry. I feel like some of these guys who we haven't talked about much all year could show out a bit. Maybe somebody has a big game with Nathan Peterman at quarterback, who another guy who's probably playing for his backup role next year. So I think that's the intriguing part about this game. I'm not picking the Bears to win. No way. Uh, the Bears are definitely going to lose this game. I don't know the spread offhand, but I'll tell you what, it's probably the Vikings by a hell of a lot. I think, though, the Bears may make it a little bit more competitive than we think. And I think a lot of guys are going to be playing for their jobs, and they're going to be playing with some urgency, which will be nice to see. Now, last week we saw just a piss-poor effort from this team. Really a horrible effort. I will contend that's one of the worst games of this season for that team, for this Bears team. They need to really turn it around, and I think, with all these guys waiting 
and monitoring their job statuses for next year, there will be better effort for their Bears team, and I think a lot of guys will show up. Anybody have the uh, Britain Golden reference on their bingo card tonight? I don't know where I pulled that out from, too. I just remember Britain Golden. But I think there are a lot of guys on this team who are similar to that situation. A lot of guys who were brought in on a one-year deal, right, just to prove themselves. Everybody knew these guys won't be here for long. You know, Bears are going to be rebuilding. And yet now we sit here today and maybe some of these guys could make the team. Like Jack Sanborn, right? Jack Sanborn, undrafted free agent. Best replacement for Roquan Smith you could ever ask for. He should be on this team next year, and he should be starting. Not kidding. I don't care what draft position he is. I don't care if the Bears draft a linebacker first round. They won't, but if they do, Jack Sanborn should be starting on this team next year, and that's what I'm talking about. There are diamond-in-the-rough guys. There are guys you could bring in. And somebody like an EQ St. Brown, who has proved his worth as a WR3 or 4, other guys, like maybe Dante Pettis, maybe Bayless Jones, there are some guys on this team who still have time to prove themselves and could make things better. And I think that's something we're going to be watching this week. And Bears will lose, but watch for those guys to make a difference and to make something happen this week. And I'm excited to see that part of the game for sure.